The 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundeal Motors, home to all of Ireland's trusted car dealerships. Visit dundeal.ie today to start the search for your next car. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> Robbie Robbie Weekly. Little reverse pass. Hello and welcome to your Friday Rugby Weekly and the big day is finally here. The Rugby World Cup kicks off in Paris tonight with France taking on New Zealand at the Stade de France and it doesn't really get much bigger than that. Kieran Kennedy here and delighted to have the 42's own Murray Kinsler on the line. Murray, it's been tricky to keep up with your whereabouts this week because you seem to be spending half your time in the TGV. So how are you and where in the world are you today? Bonjour tout le monde. I have just arrived in Paris. I'm just off the TGV in Montparnasse. It's hot and heavy and humid, about 35 degrees. So an absolute scorcher here as well. The train down, the buzz was was massive as well. There was so many fans heading to Paris for for this for this massive event, drinking all the way down. There was a tiny bit of a sing-song and all, and, and so many Roby jerseys and and replicas everywhere, even leaving Bordeaux. Obviously, that's a massive Rugby World Cup city this weekend and all the way to Paris as well. It really has been an amazing couple of days for building the atmosphere and building the hype, and I can't believe it's here. Opening night in Paris, it's incredibly exciting to be heading along to what should be uh, an immense occasion. Brilliant opening match in terms of the two sides who are playing, and there's real expectation around France this morning and into this afternoon and it's going to be a spectacular night. Yeah, have you had a chance to get out and about in Paris at all yet and get a sense of the hype levels? No, I'm just literally off the train uh, so I haven't got into towards the stadium just yet. I'll, I'll head up now after this and I'm, I've no doubt that the, the bars will be crammed but even here in Montparnasse there's jerseys everywhere and there was a, a fella singing in the train station Allé Les Bleus. Um, so definitely a, a kind of city-wide support and excitement for for this and that's been the story of the last week is the build-up has been brilliant and it's been really embraced and i think everyone's excited after all the preview and the palaver and the predictions to actually get stuck into the rugby now yeah we, we might come back to that france new zealand game but, but let's look at ireland's world cup opener tomorrow so romania and bordeaux 2 30 kickoff irish time andy farrell named his team for the game yesterday and maybe a little bit stronger than some people would have thought. So Johnny Sexton is back as captain, obviously, and you've loads of frontliners there. Tyke Furlong, James Ryan, Peter Mahoney, Caelan Doris, James Lowe, Hugo Keenan, they're all involved. Murray, do you think Farrell is taking the right approach and going so strong from the start? I probably would have gone the other way, as we discussed a few times, but it makes sense on, on many levels. And he hasn't really erred in terms of his selection so far as Ireland head coach. It is a formidable team. It's really thrilling when you see it on paper and how strong it is probably daunting for the Romanians who haven't been in good form and who are real minnows and who face a really tough task they'll hope that the the weather in Bordeaux where it's even hotter actually it's due to go up to 36 37 for the game on Saturday afternoon and they're going to need those water breaks badly they'll hope that that takes a bit of the sting maybe out of Ireland's performance but speaking to him yesterday and the the kind of sense of the whole media interaction was a kind of steely determination at this stage he, he a lot of interesting words actually Farrell and and seemed to be keen to kind of lay down a message for his players that the the fun in the games are over and the carnival atmosphere has to be ignored and this is about performing and doing what they've done 
what they've come to France to, to do, which is win a World Cup. They've been building for this for, for years now and using everything along the way as preparation for it. So while it's important to obviously enjoy the occasion and for the 18 young players who are getting their first opportunity, it's a, a massive World Cup, no doubt. Ten of them in this match day 23, but it's about business time now, as he said himself. Yeah, there was one very interesting line from Farrell during that press conference yesterday. So he he was talking about the week in Biarritz ahead of the final warm-up game against Samoa. And he said, some people handled that brilliantly, some people didn't. Now, Farrell is generally not the type of coach to criticise his players publicly. So he clearly didn't like what he saw from some of the squad ahead of that Samoa game. Certainly not. He rarely gives us these kind of tidbits from behind the scenes. And actually the question, it was my question and I... I hadn't really asked in that light. It was more around, you know, the excitement of those 18 players, the fact that they're kind of fresh into World Cups. They have no psychological scars directly themselves from previous campaigns, but he chose to go that way with his answer, and it, it really was quite pointed, I, I felt, um, and definitely laid down a bit of a message. Clearly not happy with elements of, of that trip, whatever it was. He mentioned that they were staying beside the beach in Biarritz and that there was loads of distractions as he kind of planned. That's what he wanted. He wanted to see how they dealt with all that and, and got a taste of it before the World Cup but clearly not too content with I suppose some of the stuff around it or potentially even the performance and how guys probably didn't hit the, the levels they're capable of a- again I think that's a good message to have this week because all the hype and thrill around this is very intoxicating I have to say even not as a player but just being around it it's it's different there's more there's more thrill to it and even coming to Bordeaux, they're getting clapped into their hotel by all the staff and there's going to be so many thousands of Irish people there. They were kind of flooding in last night and this morning, loads of green jerseys and it is going to be a party atmosphere even in the, the heat, which I would imagine will knock the stuffing out a few of the Irish in the stands as well. But I'm sure they'll be well fueled. Um, just to just to focus on being really professional and getting the opening statement win they want to get. It's, it is a relatively low-key fixture, isn't it? You look across the course of the weekend and some of the battles that are going to be so decisive in, in some of those pools, including tonight in Paris, but it, that doesn't excuse any, you know, um, laissez-faire attitude from Ireland. He wants them really clicked in and tuned in and slick and cohesive as they can be because we didn't see that in the, in the warm-up games fully from, from Ireland. So definitely a, a pointed message and really interesting words from Farrell. Yeah, and, and it is a very formidable Ireland team, but the one name that jumped out when the team was announced was Joe McCarthy in the second row. So 22 years old, just his fourth cap, just his second test start. Like, what an opportunity. Just being around the squad for the last while, geez, they're excited about Joe McCarthy. And you'd heard that, and you'd heard that they were willing to be patient with him when he had a couple of injury travails and was getting to grips with elements in the game that he did need to polish off he was raw but oh, the rave reports really from behind the scenes apparently all the, the props just love having him behind them in the scrum because he's such a, a massive unit I was at train the other day and he just bounces around the place bounding around the place so much energy they mentioned that he's really come into his own in terms of showing his character having been probably quiet at the start as any young lad would be and it's obvious what he brings he's a massive man he's kind of like South African tight head lock really isn't he and I think he's going to have a big role to play even when it comes to that Springboks match and the Scotland match because of that dynamism he gives them in the carry, in the maul, in the scrum, the tackle as well. He's worked hard in his technical skills there. He got a really rave review from Paul O'Connell even in a press conference setting the other day and 
everyone's spoken really highly of him. So yeah, it is fascinating that amidst all that experience in the team, and that's the other thing, Farrell's gone like heavily experienced for this first game, really. Uh, amidst, amidst all that, it's Joe McCarthy is 22, youngest guy in the squad. His energy and exuberance is going to be um, a really interesting part of it to watch, not just tomorrow, not just this weekend, but across the whole course of the tournament. And that whole back five of the scrum for Ireland, we have a piece on the 42 about it. In my mind, it was really set in stone when it came to those big games. You know, it's been Byrne, Ryan, Omani, van der Fleer and Doris in all the big games when they've been available over the last year. But you just never know what they've planned in terms of specific strategy for, for specific games. Byrne playing six as well is really interesting. And he hasn't been there for, what, two years with Ireland in terms of a start there. Omani going across to seven, obviously. Doris went to seven recently, so they're they're trialling all of this in, in case of any eventuality. Obviously, as Farrell says, you, your best laid plans are, are never going to really come to fruition in a World Cup because there's so much unexpected around the corner. But I think they've given themselves really tidy options there. Baird is the other one I haven't mentioned. And of course, Conan to, to come back and van der Fleer on the bench for this one. So, yeah, there's all, all sorts of ways that could work out. And it, maybe it'll just be exactly what we kind of expected in terms of that frontline quintet at the back five of the scrum. But sometimes it can be foolish just to presume that what's been the case will continue to be the case and especially in a World Cup campaign where you've got to be quite targeted with your your selections. Yeah things never run totally smoothly at at a World Cup as we know. Are you expecting to see that more cohesive and slick Ireland performance tomorrow or are there areas where you can see maybe Romania causing some kind of issues for them? I am expecting to see Ireland be dominant and ruthless and not letting up even though it'll be tough as I say in the conditions. The Romanians like they just they have they have been poor that's as simple as that their f- defense in particular has been really disconnected at times and against Ireland's multi-option attack that's a really dangerous game to be playing their set piece I don't think is in great nick even though Ireland have been talking it up and I expect to see Ireland be really aggressive in the scrum in particular go after penalties be the the, the aggressors in that sense and not just try and, and play off that platform so I do expect Romania to find it tough to to live with them there's some some threats in there, um, they've moved the, the fullback Kinkley Valvasa to out half actually. He's got a good kicking game, he's got good feet, but he's going to find it hard to steer the ship under quite immense pressure from, from Ireland. Mm, we're, we're certainly expecting a more um, closely fought contest in Paris tonight. France v New Zealand, a pretty tasty way to kick things off. It's kind of the dream opening fixture, isn't it? And after this, the, you would imagine that that poulet is just going to be a bit of a procession for both these sides. And really, you know, neither of them is going to have an easy quarterfinal no matter what happens. So, so what effect does it have? I think the effect it has is just getting that massive momentum boost to, to lift your campaign and kick it off on, on, on top level. And, and France probably need that more than, more than the Kiwis do. The, as I say, the expectation levels have risen. You had Macron out training with them during the week. It's the big story here. And even last night, the football match was on, obviously, and, and France had a win, but it didn't really generate the excitement I was expecting. Certainly, everyone seemed to be more talking about rugby at their tables and not even celebrating the French goals. Maybe that says more about the Irish football team, but certainly it's the big news of the, of the weekend. And, yeah, there's definitely pride to be able to host this tournament and showcase the French rugby culture and they've got a pretty damn good team don't they I cannot wait to watch Antoine Dupont again because I think the the, the stage that he's on tonight is going to draw out the very very best in him and the very best in him is on a different planet really to, to everyone else they've had their injury travails they've had the Bastien Chalereau 
case this week and that's as Birch actually predicted kind of died down after a couple of days and it'll be probably forgotten about if they get a, a big win to, tonight so there's a lot there to play for certainly there's pressure on France and I can't wait to see how they handle that in the open exchanges and how the Kiwis try and push that home and, and put them into a position where maybe the little uh, doubts creep into their mind or the French crowd get on their on their back and, and that's why it's so interesting there's so many subplots the Kiwis trying to bounce back from a a hammering at the hands of the Springboks last time out and showed that that wasn't their true level at all. So, geez, it's a, a thrilling opener. The 42 Rugby Weekly is sponsored by Dundeal Motors, Ireland's favourite and number one car site with the largest range of premium cars in the country, including brand new cars, electric cars and premium used. Now, we're not going to go through every game this weekend because yourself and Ontoolin did that in plenty of detail with Gav on Wednesday's Rugby Weekly Extra. So, if I was just to ask you to look beyond France, New Zealand and Ireland-Romania, what's the one other game you're most looking forward to this weekend? Well, I'm heading to Marseille on Sunday for the Scotland versus South Africa match, so I've got to say that one. I can't wait to see the box fans in full, in full force down in Marseille, a class stadium down there as well. And again, a really decisive fixture in the pool. The Springboks, of course, are favourites, but Scotland have been talking a good game which they've done before they've really doubled down on that wide wide approach and, and their attacking game that really just suits the players they have uh, the, the Finn Russells and the, the Darcy Grahams who's fit again actually fortunately for, for this game they've got so many attacking threats and it'll be fascinating to see Russell in particular up against that spring box defence which defence which can be so oppressive but he has a find uh, he has a way of finding the kind of keys to unlock that kind of pressurising defence. So I can't wait for that matchup. I can't wait for the occasion of that as well. And and even in Bordeaux over the last, uh, just the last day, just yesterday, yesterday evening, the, the fact that there were Welsh fans there as well, quite a few of them was really cool. Even sitting in a cafe working after the, the Ireland press conference, a big line of police cars flies past with the sirens on and it's the, the Wales team bus. So it was f- kind of fun to get that taste of a real World Cup host city. It's been amazing in tour where Ireland have their training base it's been really really lovely but it definitely has been much lower key even even while there's been plenty of rugby uh, world cup stuff and and flags and support for Ireland there but it really is great to be into the hustle and bustle of the the host city so it's going to be a hectic weekend uh, on the work front tonight in Paris then down to Bordeaux tomorrow and back into that brilliant atmosphere that Irish fans are going to create and then early morning flight down to Marseille to to take in another brilliant game. It really is a stacked opening weekend. You can kind of take your pick of of all the fixtures. They're all fascinating in their own right. And I think it's great that they front-loaded it to this extent. I think you're going to have massive buy-in. You're going to have so many talking points from every single one of those games. You can sense the pressure rising. You can sense the edge in players, but also the excitement about the opportunity that's a, that's ahead of them. Yeah, great stuff. And look, we wouldn't want it any other way. We, we'll leave it there as so I know you've another train to catch. Enjoy the Stade de France tonight and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Thanks, Mill. Hope everyone enjoys a brilliant weekend. Yeah, we'll be back with Murray for our post-match reaction pod right after Ireland v Romania tomorrow. So it's the 42.ie forward slash subscribe if you want to sign up for access to that and for all the rest of our great World Cup coverage on the 42. But that is it from us for today. Enjoy the weekend's rugby and we'll catch you soon. The boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Join the stop names of the two.